Paul Adam Pengilly, morning to you. Morning, boys. In particular, morning for you, Mido. How's your morning? Yeah, been, great. So Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Having a great time in here. <laughs> Daly's in a mood. Clark is just you know, sitting back. I'm just throwing a few. And throwing you know. barbs left, right and centre. Yeah, and here we are. But uh, I, saw the tri- <laughs> I saw the trial of Zaki yesterday. <laughs> Gee, look good. Yeah, he looked fantastic, didn't he, Jared? Uh, he's, he's back in the game, ready to kick off in the tramway on Saturday week. And a lot of talk about Animo heading towards, obviously, potentially the George Main Stakes and the Cox Plate later in the campaign. I reckon this bloke's going to have a massive say in the outcome of those two races if Annabelle Nisham wants to go down that route. And what does J-Mac do as well, Jared? He's obviously the rider for both. Oof. So he's going to have to make a call at some stage uh, if they do clash. Uh, New Zealand owners, I reckon you probably go Zaki. Mm, okay, interesting. Um, Animo's good a problem to have. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, good, good problem to have. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looked good at the trials yesterday, Zaki. And, and Joyce, obviously, she obviously had to miss the wing stakes with a bit of a heart issue for Edward Cummings there on the weekend. Back to the trials there yesterday, and she finished off nice under a bit of riding. So, yep, good signs from both of those horses. Adam, what's the plan with Very Elegant, buddy? Yeah, they're going to push on Clarky uh, for more reports. I still think she was a little bit disappointing there yesterday, even given the fact the race wasn't run to suit, but she probably should have finished and passed a couple of straight, stragglers in the straight, I would have thought. So, Brace Nikolsky, the, the senior part owner, said they'll push on and hopefully target another group one over a mile and a half uh, in a few weeks' time. And probably getting out to that, that trip, a staying trip, more of a staying trip might suit her a little bit more, but... It's definitely D-Day, isn't it? Um, I think she's got to show up and, and do something in that, in that next one. Otherwise, it might be stumps on her career, I'd suggest. Alligator blood will be running this weekend. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so proper. Is it over? Is it over? Finally. Oh. Um, Jerry Harvey seems like he's coming, uh, the white knight, so to speak, to take over a majority ownership of his horse to allow him to run and satisfy Racing Victoria that Alan Andres doesn't have a majority share in the horse. And, I think the, the word around the street was last week that Dubai was potentially going to be an option for him early next year, given the fact he's probably going to be banned and run out of Australia apart from Queensland. But it looks like the racing Victoria might have softened their stance a little bit. The Memsey Stakes looks like a really nice race when he wants to head towards the you know, Cox Plate later in the campaign. So I reckon there's still a little bit to play out in the next 24 to 48 hours. But if his name's among those final acceptors come tomorrow morning, then it's all... Uh, all guns blazing, heading towards Caulfield on the weekend. Just while we're on the Memsey, do you set to head that way as well after it was a scratching there on Saturday for the wing stakes? Yeah, it shaped up as a pretty good race. And Elation, I think, is the early um, pre-post favourite, isn't he, Jared? Obviously, he only had a couple of starts, or well, a few starts in his career so far, and beaten for Mick Kent and uh, Mick Price Jr. So we'll see how he comes up. There's a massive step up in grade for him from when he listed races in Adelaide to take you on this Group 1 company in, in the Memsey Stakes. But just having a quick look at the nominations last night, it's going to be a really crack field this week, the Memsey. Yeah, Elation of Western Empire, 550 each of two. Then Alligator Blood at 6 to 47. Then a few of them at $9. Due as $15. There you go for that uh, race there on Saturday. Uh, Adam, have a great day, mate. Thank you. What have you See got boy. for us? No, I was just about to ask Adam about his perfect season. What, what's the What's oh. the length of a perfect season for you, Adam? Yeah, Lars, I don't know. We I heard you boys speaking a little bit earlier this morning. We we are knee jerk, aren't we? We oh. have one we have one round to blow out. We want to have a rookie draft, and we want to shorten the season. We want to do everything like this. Yeah, it wasn't a great round in the weekend. Obviously, it wasn't great to watch. But I, I think. Listen, I wouldn't mind Lodge if they shaved just just one or two games off, make it a twenty-two round season, something yeah. like that. Are, are you a fan of that? Um, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Hang of... on, don't go back now. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. no, no, I'm a fan. Gee, you fold quickly. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan if you can have the same amount of money. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? The but but you're not going to get the same amount of money if you've got less football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought and. 
Uh, uh, my my point is, if, if you have a twenty round competition, you will still have blowouts and teams that won't be capable of playing semi final football at round sixteen or seventeen. So you're still going to get the same problem as what the perceived problem was on the weekend, where there was blowout score lines. I think the ladder would change a whole lot, would it, Lodge? If it was a 20-round comp or a 22-round comp, no, teams well, that are down the bottom of the ladder are going to be... They're down the bottom well, of the ladder at round 20 anyway, or round 20. Well, if, if, if you had an 18-round comp, the Tigers would have been out of contention after round 10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the perfect model is. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in maybe shaving just one or two games off, and, and, and that's about it. But I don't think we need to have an 18-round comp or anything like that. I, I think that's too short. In my opinion, and, and I heard you boys talking with earlier, Jared, about that bet on on Brisbane to miss the miss the top eight. Yep. Uh, you with me? I, well, I rarely bet on rugby league, Jared, but I had a bet last week on the Broncos to miss the top eight at twelve dollars. Oh, you're on at twelve. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, now I feel like I've missed out. Give it, give it a little cheer for me. I, I, I thought they'd get beat by Melbourne last week, and I just need the Raiders to keep winning, don't I? Yeah, uh, and you know Parramatta, and then the Dragons. In Sydney, no gimme for the Broncos. No. But Pat Carrigan back, as Loz mentioned. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so important to that team. Very good player. So crucial to them. Mm. And, and not just from what he brings from, from his own perspective, but the way he, he, he rallies the guys around him in the middle too. So he'll make a difference to them. But, uh, geez, they're, they're falling in the hole, the Broncos, haven't they? Well done by you. $12. I will give them a cheer for you. Good on you, mate. Then you can shout. Thank you. I will. See you, boys.